I think he said that wrong. I think I think it's supposed to be snowballs, not snowball. <laughs> Am I right? <laughs> well, there you go. Uh, uh, hey. Uh, uh, so, uh, my man Dennis, we've got uh, we've had some HBO-ish stuff going on. Uh, I have since been to the emergency room oh. and also been to a palace in Spain that was once occupied by so royalty. it's obvious to me we should talk about the TV shows. There's nothing else going on. I know. Tell, right? Let's let's hear about the ER visit first of all. Well, let's let's do them in chronological. So first is the is the palace. Oh. Uh, so le, this past weekend, we went to visit a palace in the city of Segovia, Spain. Segovia. Uh, Segovia, and it uh, it was the like summer residence of some kings and and stuff, and they. Uh, I don't know. There a bunch of royalty lived and went through there, uh, but the most impressive part. It, so it's sort of like Spain's little version of the uh, the Garden of Versailles uh-huh. in Paris, where it's just this extensive garden. But um, eh, and I have not been to Versailles, so I can't really judge. Uh, I imagine this one was considerably less uh, interesting. Uh, but the the most interesting part of the palace, we did this um, guided tour where we put little ear things on our ears and uh, and the guide had a little microphone and she explained stuff to us as we went walk through this palace. And what is she called, a docent? Sure, we'll call her that. Uh, well, no, no, don't placate me. Is that what they're called or not? She was a decent docent. Decent docent, uh-huh. Did you yes. have a good dosage of the decent docent? I did, I did. Although uh, she was... Because she was accustomed to speaking with the microphone close to her face, uh, they, when we got to the end, and she was like, "Okay, everyone, you know, uh, take your thing out," and then we're, and then she started talking really soft, and we're going to go and oh, this uh-huh. is the exit. And uh, but like, uh, anyway, the most interesting part was the tapestries. I've never really understood or cared about tapestries before. Oh, I know a little bit about them in my history. Let's hear your let's hear your take on them. And they had these amazing. Um, I guess in American, uh, probably ten foot by ten foot uh, tapestries on on the wall. That's big. And she explains to us how they were made. They were made by some artist drawing uh, drawing what it was going to be, and then I guess somehow they blew it up to the ten foot by ten foot drawing. But then uh, they had um, like each. Of, of in the 10 feet, there were like six different people working on each part. And they were looking at a, uh, at a, at a version of the thing that was like twisted 90 degrees. Like it wasn't even right side up. And they had these, had the threads coming at them and to a roller and they were weaving stuff between them, but they had to like choose what color to put where and stuff. And it took, like one of these ten foot by ten foot uh, tapestries took like two years to make or something. Yeah, and so the, my my first question was that obviously those threads coming at the artist are not moving any faster than what they can be used, so they have to decide how to use them and 
So the, it's a painstaking the, process. The, the threads coming at them are all uh, are all white, and they they have to use colored thread uh, to weave to, to weave around it, such that only the color is what's seen. So the the uh, the main uh, fabric. Uh, the main arteries or veins of the fabric are are, are in place, right. and they uh, uh, piggyback on them to right. to wind another colored thread, which is why the pictures that they create are uh, rise above the level of the cloth. They're raised because they're adding additional thickness to the thread. I sure I don't know if if, if that. Is exactly word for word uh, correct, but nor do I know that much about tapestries. I just know what I was told in this uh, in this thing. Well, I think I'm but, informing you. I don't think. Okay. Well, in that case, question. in that case, uh, yes, uh, Professor, you are correct. Uh, professor but, Tapestry. Will you yes. call me that from now on? Well, you always ask what's on tap, and I didn't really understand <laughs> until now. You're so you're so quick as to be like blind to the common eye. Yes. Uh, and, but apparently like they worked like six people worked on this thing for like two years and they never saw the full picture and it was all just rolled up as they were working on it. And then at some point they fucking unrolled this thing and it was like, does it suck or not? After two years of working uh, super detailed and everyone having their own interpretation of what the original artists had drawn. Uh, and they, like knowing that and then looking at these things that are 400 years old or whatever they are, uh, it's just amazing that such art was created. Now, did these artists, uh, were they commissioned to do this or were they slaves? Uh, I, imagine the or, original or artist, I imagine the original artist that did it was uh, was paid well. And then the actual, let's be honest, probably women that were doing the... Let's uh, be honest doing yeah. the actual weaving uh, were probably just given enough to live. Yeah. Uh, but it was and and of these 10 by 10 things, they had like 40 of them or something. So we're looking at uh, so many years of so much effort and they were all uh, just like, it's not a rug that I would want to have on my wall particularly, but knowing, like learning about, this is why it's good to have a guided tour because yes. when someone tells you this is the work that, that went into this thing that you're looking at, it takes on so much more meaning. Yes. Um, well, I, I am, I have a tapestry that was uh, hand uh, hung. That's the term to use for tapestry. And uh, I've kept it uh, under, uh, you know, so mice can't get at it. Uh -huh. uh, rolled up in a big uh, container, a big uh, cylinder, for uh, the good part of fifty years since I since I found wow. it at a uh, at a flea market. And, and a, uh, most, most of the tapestry, tapestries I saw were like done in Holland and have been transported several times. Interesting. Interesting. Oftentimes, the royals when they, when they changed houses would like have the tapestries sent ahead so that when they got there, it was all the same shit that they were used to seeing. Well, you know, the, the purpose of the tapestries among others, the, the, uh, the practical uh, use of a tapestry, you understand that, correct? I mean, it's storytelling. Well, that's not practical. That's well, and also, oh, sorry, sure. Sorry. The practical was, uh, insulating the walls. Yes. For and also as a sound, uh, uh, reflector. 
So when you see, like when you go to a, a good uh, a stage to watch a show, you're going to uh, notice that the ceilings and the walls and the sure. floor are all protected with some type of material, fabric. You'll yep. often see artists playing on rugs, but you'll often see in lower end venues that that's what they're hanging in the wall and the ceiling yep. to reflect the sound. To, um, to dampen the reflection of the sound. To dampen it. And, you know, in the castles, in the in the that concrete. The acoustics it, must be just horrible. There. Just yeah. echo. Just echo. And plus a fire that, you know, is like 10 feet high and 15 feet long with those logs crackling and burning. You know, you know, what are they? They sucking the heat out of the room unless the rooms are really well covered. So I think in the like in the in the depiction of the uh, Middle Ages and the ancient days uh, when these things were in high uh, demand in regard, uh, you would see every wall covered with a tapestry of one kind or another. Enormous, not 10 by 10, 40 yeah. by 60. I mean, right. Yeah. And it actually hadn't occurred to me, like if you'd asked me last week what the tapestries, the practical use was, I might not have known, but like our guide told us that it was often for your like, decent um, docent who gave you dec decent dosages of information, decent dosages of docent, uh, <laughs> dosage. Yes. If a, if a docent doesn't speak, do the facts remain the same? If everything is the same, is it all in the same vein? What do I want to know from you, my friend? Can you give me a response that's sane? What if you have 12 guides? Do you have a dozen decent docents? You have a dozen docents, whether they're decent or not, doesn't really occur until after the fact. So you'd have to decide that. A, a dozen, dozen docents. docents. A dozen docents would only be decent if the number of facts required that much information. You know, it pisses me off. It pisses me off when I get a thing on my screen. Why are you fucking clicking? Listen, and there's an X there to shut it. It won't shut. They're, they beat. They beat these advertisements. Advertisements. Advertisements <laughs> yeah. have beaten the uh, the control system for a viewer. What? They've beaten it. What are you browsing that's not... I'm not browsing, man. It's just a pop-up that comes to me while we're recording this shit. Have you, have you ever Googled yourself online? Fuck you. I just... There's an X. I hit the X. I want it off my screen. I don't want to be distracted. What sort I don't of... enough to worry about. Well, do you have installed... Fucking... Anyway. Uh, so there was that. We got to see this cool palace. Oh, yeah. And... With the... Decent docent tapestries. Um she wove quite a tapestry and uh we had for lunch we had an amazing uh cochifrito cochifrito yes que pasa cochifrito indeed so the uh, the delicacy in this particular region is the cochinillo which is a fried uh, fried a a roasted baby pig Little pig. Oh. He's so little. He's so little, mommy, and they roast him. Mommy, don't let him take oh. me. Oinky, oinky. Yeah, and so the uh, so what we had was uh, that, but it wasn't. Oftentimes, it's like prepared, and you and it's like presented on a platter, and you see the fucking pig right. uh, there. Um, Eyeballs closed. Yeah. Mouth agape. 
Apple affixed. Indeed. Snout uh, snooting. Snout snooting, yes. Uh, but this was a pre-prepared thing where you just got the, the extra crusty bits from the outside of the pig. Uh, the, the crusty bits being the skin and the fat? Skin and the fat, yeah. And then beneath it too, the pork, or no? There was some meat, yeah. There was some meat. Well, but, that sounds odd. I mean, was it mostly meat or mostly not meat? I mean, there's not a lot of fat on a little baby pig. So it was mostly meat? Meat and then some, the question, and some crispy, crispy skin. It was mostly meat. It was mostly Most, meat. Oh, okay. All right. All right. Yeah. Was there and, hair on it? Singed uh, hair? No. Singed baby pig hair? Because he's such a little baby, he doesn't really have hair. Well, they got little tiny baby pig hairs. Yeah, little 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 peach fuzz. No, yeah, little, no. little pig fuzz. No, pig fuzz. <laughs> uh, no, uh, there was uh, there was none of that. But it was it was uh, really fucking rich, like good. Rich meaning uh, uh, what exactly? Uh, like delicious, but in a sort of sinful. Mouthful of butter, sort of way. Uh huh. Uh huh. Uh huh. Uh-huh. Uh, so here's here's an idea. Let you and I yep. have a conversation of what happens just before the baby pig is separated from the mother pig. I'll play the baby pig. You play the mother pig. And uh-huh. the rules are: we can only talk in pig talk. So here I am, the baby pig, talking to you. <laughs> This is some fantastic audio. Wait, are you done? You're out of character already. <laughs> why aren't you? Why aren't you squealing? What? I'm, I'm talking to my mother about what's happening. You're giving me no. You're giving me nothing here. You're just let, letting me go. Okay, fine. That's it. Now I told you the story about the baby pig we had. That was supposed to be a little miniature pig. They're hey, do you remember back a... in back in Rome when they did that and they all spoke pig Latin? Uh, no. <laughs> One, oh, you mean? <laughs> One, Eric Ray. <laughs> <laughs> Tell me about oh, your oh. your pig story. Eric, Eric, Eric. <laughs> hey, let's do that for twenty minutes. <laughs> and, and get rid of every last listener we have. Okay. Uh, you you do that. I'll be back in 18 minutes. And can, uh... <laughs> oh, remember when we used to do that as kids? We always used to insert the bad the bad lyric. <laughs> right. The name that, that when you did it, it came out dirty. Yeah, like a uh, buck Chuck, or Chuck, whatever. Bobuck. Chuck, yeah. Chuck, yeah. Chuck, Bobuck, banana, fan of Bobuck. Well, you get the idea. Yeah. Been there, oh, said that. Is that a thing that American kids still do? No, not the, not the snorting. <laughs> the, the uh, name game. Who knows? It's probably all on TikTok now. Hey, you do. I know, you pick very well. We could lose every listener. For the rest of the cat, the podcast, I talk and pig talk, and you have to act like you understand it. How would that be? Okay, let's go. What a Ask great me idea. A question. Interview me. I'm the yeah. pig that gave away the baby pig. Interview me. Go ahead. How many of your children have you given away? <laughs> that many. <laughs> well, okay. Uh, how does that make you feel? <laughs> really? <laughs> You're not, I would assume, more 
stress. Ah, okay. Really, boy, that must be really hard for you as a as a pig mother. You know, having them just suckle on your on your chest for so long, and then and then away they go. Well, do you agree that all animals are equal, but some more than others? Oh, I thought so. <laughs> you only have another twenty minutes. You're, you're and scene. You're doing, you're doing good so far. There's one more viewer left. <laughs> Just one. And it's your and it's your father. So no, sure. he's 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 long gone. I'm not sure if we'll ever. He doesn't, he doesn't have HBO, so he doesn't. Uh... He doesn't listen anymore. No. Oh well. Uh, hey. So now's a good time as any. Let's uh, let's go. Let's go. <clears throat> I think we start with Barry because I'm absolutely stunned at the turn of events. All right. Later, we got to get to my hospital story, which is not that interesting. Uh, so, Barry, uh, today, uh, for part of my homework, I listened to the official Barry HBO podcast where they actually like walk through the episode with Bill fucking Hader. Yes, I read it. And... Um, Apparently, this is the last one of those he's going to do because he is standing in solidarity with the writer strike. So, like, he's not going to do podcasts with for the rest of the for the episodes because he. But he's already with, written the episodes. No, but he the the uh, apparently starting today in Hollywood, the writers are going on strike. Yeah, and and so rather than. Uh, you know, when the writer strike is resolved, he will return to do uh, press about Barry. But, but until but then, he's, he's not, not so much in solidarity that he's he's already written the episode, so it's not like he's going to not write them. No, you're mis you're misunderstanding. He's no, he's not. he's not doing publicity while they're on strike. I understand. I understand. I'm asking you this though. If he hadn't Obviously. written the other episodes that are upcoming... Of course they're written and shot already. Like, they're all done. Okay, well, you don't have to get fucking shitty with me about it. Just because I'm trying to convert... Con confirm. Convert? <laughs> just because I'm trying to confirm something. Don't you lose your patience with me. I'm just trying to figure out what's going on in your beady little mind. You sorry-ass motherfucker. Okay, well, there you go. So... <laughs> There you have it, folks. Um, <laughs> Wait a minute. Well, there you have it, folks. We were ready to confirm we're down to one. It would be, there you have it, folk. Yeah. Motherfucker. Uh, he just left. Yeah. Uh, I so, a strongly worded letter about the way I treat you. Okay. So uh, talk to me about, about your feelings. Oh, well, I feel like I'm glad. About Barry, not about your oh, okay. life. Um, so... What's interesting is that they jumped ahead eight years, and it's good writing, actually, to say, you know, fuck all that backstory. Let's just get to where we're going. We only got another couple episodes left, and right. we're done forever, at least for yep. now, as far as we can foretell. Sure. Um, and for them to go there and to take up an entire uh, – the last 25% of the last episode – and this entire episode was a yep. deep dive into that life. Yep. And I will comment that, as as we both know, is that um, 
Sandy, that's her name, right? The girlfriend of Sandy, right? Sandy or Sarah? Sarah. Sarah. Sarah isn't handling it quite as well as Barry. <clears throat> Indeed, yes. The Her guzzling of vodka in the desert after her shift. Right. And then the bizarre one-shot scene, one-shot scene in the bathroom with this skanky guy and how she was so weird and aggressive and disturbing. Yep. I mean, there's a lot more that's going to be happening with that storyline compared to Barry, who we see as a born-again Christian and a homeschooling dad until the very end. Spoiler, spoiler, where he looks at her and he says, suddenly out of, completely out of character for his new character, Right. He says, I've got to kill Costano. Mm-hmm. Custano. And, and now we're back. They took an episode and a quarter to take us in a weird place to get back to bury the assassin. So, uh, in Hader's words, uh, the writer and director and star, uh, he, he said that he wanted to imagine what it would look like if everything worked out for Barry. Like, what is Barry's dream? And this is Barry's dream. It's uh, it's living in a place where you can order your food delivered and not really leave the house. And you have this wife and a kid and you are a, uh, and you rewrite your own story to be a good person for your kid. Uh, and it and like he's he's doing all of this like googling of uh of important american people like abraham lincoln and stuff and he's consoling himself in the fact that abraham lincoln also did some fucked up shit so he's like oh i'm a good american because i mean i've done some fucked up shit and so has abraham lincoln and uh and she, Sarah, is living in this life in in his dream uh, dream life. She's accepted that because he's so protective. Like she's worried but, but, that if she went why, off on her own, she would be in trouble. Well, let, let's examine that a bit. Not only does she think she'd be in trouble, she's got plenty to be in trouble for, doesn't she? Of course, like she's a murderer. She's a murderer. Yeah, <clears throat> and and, and her, she. She knows that if someone knocks on the door, even like the other thing that Barry loves about this situation is that he can see people coming from a mile away. Uh, and but if someone knocks on the door, he's going to go and stare them down and be like, you know. So what about that scene? Me, when he he went outside at some time in the middle of the night, right, and stayed in the same position until dawn. That was the, weird. The, yeah, the idea is uh, probably it was just local kids doing kid prank shit uh but that he was he needed to be out there and stare down the trouble uh, whatever whatever it was and that that is what sarah needs from him even though she's super fucking bored with the the relationship and uh she's out of her mind and she uh 
and the whole wig thing is like she still thinks of herself as an actress and she does this job where she puts on the wig and she goes and she puts on this uh this affected accent and she plays this part just as something to do to not be herself and, a guest do we have any idea where they are no I mean, I and uh, and i don't think it matters really i think i think this is a one off uh like Hader said that this was a let's pump the brakes and slow down and just sort of show the future. And then we're going to get back for the rest of the season to be how how present day uh, happened to get there. So apparently it's going to get it. We're going to go back to L.A. in the present day. And how many uh, episodes are left? I don't know, three, four. Yeah. Well, I'm. Uh, I love it. You know, I wouldn't miss it. Uh, I'm going to watch it again. I've been watching everything twice, partly because it's been later and later when I've been getting to the TV. Uh, and uh, oh, I'm do you have family it. responsibilities? I'm so oh, sorry. God. Yeah, just a few. Um, but uh, uh, so let's uh, let's we'll get back to your ER story. But first, first let's talk about Succession because I'm I'm so eager to talk about. It. I yes. will. I will say this: that the dynamic scene between Shiv and Tom is the is to me one of the two or three most gripping scenes we've seen in all the years of Succession and and of like cinema and television. Like, well, yeah, I mean, it's right. so fucking biting, and every one of the insults, like in the worst fights that you that you have with someone the worst insults are the ones that are true yeah and every single one of these were were true so remember the remember the uh, my theory that the reason she's cozying up to tom because she doesn't really care for tom that much it's that she wants a father for her child yes that uh him not knowing yes that she's pregnant and us knowing that she is pregnant and us suspecting that at least I, because uh, I don't think that Shiv, I think Tom is right. Shiv doesn't have one iota of fucking non-narcissistic motivation in her DNA. Not a one. She could care less in spite of, you know, Tom being so sweet, bringing in breakfast and saying, Rasmussen, Rasmussen. And of course, you and I know that that's because the family name Rasmussen comes from the Viking language, whatever that was, Norse, I suppose, where sure. uh, that was a, a form of beloved. And so he's well, yelling to her, my beloved, my beloved, as he serves her breakfast. He couldn't be sweeter. He means son of Rasmus to be totally right. clear. And but Rasmus is beloved. It's a common name, yeah. Common, indeed. Yeah, you can, and, and I know why. Very common. Yes. You know why. Okay. Uh, so, the where to go with this? Uh, what an yeah, it uh, like their relationship was always like second or third tier of the storyline of any particular episode. 
and it was here too, but then it just got elevated to the top and they like one wonders. Uh, okay. So first of all, I have some bad news for you. Uh, well, first of all, I have good news for you and bad news for you. Uh, good news is that I confirmed, uh, remember last, last time when I, when I questioned your, uh, very sound, uh, engineering yes. bullshit, I went and I looked at other, um, at other prison glass um, interview scenes in other movies. And I included that in the show notes for last episode, uh, uh, you are entirely correct that everyone used the everyone used the actual proper audio mic'd from the location, right. uh, and with Barry they did the thing like you hear like you hearing it through the through the through the phone, but of course that that's just like a filter you can put on that particular part of the audio, uh, but it was uh, from what I can tell it was unique and you are correct. So Thank you. I, I, I appreciate it. that. Is that is good news for several for several reasons. Number one, it's good news that I'm right. Number two, it's good news that you know I'm right. Number three, it's good news that you say I'm right on the air. Yes, that's good. Number four, when I'm wrong, don't I ever say. fucking doubt me again. No, I'm going to doubt every fucking thing you say, but no, I'm going to go and check it. No, you won't. Yeah. No, you won't. No, I won't. No. No, I won't. No. I won't. No. Or will I? Uh, and uh, the the bad news. Where was I? Succession. Uh, you forgot the bad news. <laughs> that, that means it can't be so bad if you forgot it. <laughs> you, you've lost your train of thought. That begs the question: What are you drinking this evening? You, I was on. Uh, we were talking about succession. Oh. I have the bad news uh, that the writer of the show has apparently, apparently, uh, confirmed that Tom is the father of Shiv's kid. Huh. So, your theory that I, uh, I, uh, just saying. The reason that 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 makes little sense to me, although he can make he can make up any storyline he wants that's the way fiction is works, that yes. there's no evidence of that in any of the episodes they in fact have been without sexual relations for quite a while so you know if this predated that i suppose if you know uh, i don't know the course the storyline doesn't it doesn't mean that we're exposed to everything i understand that sure and i frankly i got to tell you this I think it's more interesting if Tom is not the father. I mean, and and I would ask that writer, this is what I would say to that writer, how the fuck do you know that? How That's do so you true, know that? man. It's like, did you write that? You're only one scene? writer. You're only yeah. one writer. Yeah. It, we will, it remains to be seen uh, what is seen. Is that a uh, rumor or where did you pick this up? You said apparently, like it's secondhand or something. Did you hear from a friend of yours, or my 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 son comes to me all the time with shit that he's learned on YouTube, where he, where he's like, apparently uh, cheetahs are uh, faster than than wolves, or whatever. And he but but like he he couches it in this in this like uh, uh, 
I heard somewhere, I don't know if it's really true, but uh, it, I, I forget exactly where I heard it. It was on one of the several podcasts that I've heard uh, listening, mm-hmm. um, talking when about this. When do you listen to these podcasts? How? When? Not in my how. Ears. When do you, I mean, when do you have time? When do you do it? Uh, when I'm cooking and doing the dishes and uh-huh. going for walks and stuff. Uh-huh. Gotcha. Yeah. Gotcha. I, uh, I need to find some free time. I've been very, I've been very busy. I've been very busy. No, but uh, like it, it turns out like in adult life, there's a bunch of time where no one's talking to you and you don't have to listen to anyone. And, but yet you're doing stuff. Uh, especially people that drive. Like I don't, I don't, I don't even drive, but like people that drive 20 minutes here and 20 minutes there, like that's all podcast uh, hmm, fodder. Like yeah. you could be listening to something while you're yeah. going here and going well, there. Well, and I don't, I don't, I don't. And I, I know I would never listen to our podcast. I did listen to about five minutes of it. And I thought that it was just total bullshit. I couldn't even listen to it. It was so terrible. Do you think at this point that there's anybody left? I don't care or no. Whoa, wait order. a minute. You don't care. This is an existential thing, man. This is it. This is it. It's you and me talking. That's all there is, right? That's so what matters. we talked about this recently, I think. Like, this is a, like a, a uh, memory hole to to put my personality into for, well, for future so generations. This is how I feel about that: is that your personality's in a hole, out of a hole, in a hole, out of a hole, in a hole, out of a hole. Yes, <laughs> you're, you're 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 a you're a you're a personality fuckhole. This, it's a personality a, personality so glory we, hole. What, what are we what, what, we're going to put it in a time capsule, and then people will say, oh "My God, we." Generations ago, these people were our forebears. How can we hide this? <laughs> How, Indeed. How so, can we hide it? Please, anyone listening to this, uh, contact me no and one. tell me. There's nobody left. You said our one they guy won't. was paying us. He was yeah. giving us money every week. Yeah. He, he apologized and pulled out. Yeah. That means I'm the only benefactor. I don't know if you're getting my uh, direct deposit checks from all the... I have a lot of people here who I talk about... the the show they don't ever listen to it or they listen to it for a minute and they find it just extraordinarily boring and pointless but they give me money and then i send it to you you get those checks right i get i get no checks from you checks you get checks from me and balances no checks or nor balances no i balance your character i balance you you on this if look you do balance me but you don't send any money this is like this is like a podcast what's that thing in the teeter-totter right yeah, sure. teeter-totter yeah. if this is just you you're the teeter-totter down and you, you can't go up i get on the other end i go up yeah i push my legs we go up and down indeed and then, and then i balance it i balance agreed it. that's my job that's, that's what that's, you pay me for that's exactly what cash. all your all, all the money i pay you is for that yes direct deposit yes 0.54 cents 0.54 a month that was my percentage. Point five four cents. Of, yes, of, yes. Of our one donor. Yep. <laughs> what was he? What was he provide? What was he paying us? How much? Uh, five. Five dollars. Five a yeah. month. So that's like a uh, one twenty five an episode. When I take my cut, that's like twenty five for you. Uh, so yeah. So let's see. Let's think about this. Five dollars a month. <laughs> one and a quarter an episode. 
and yep. uh, one hour. So uh, uh, actually, one point two five, and then you edit, which is how long does it take? Uh, two hours or an hour? No, probably two hours in total. Two hours per. Hour. No, no, no. Like I listen, I listen through, and then I make all the notes of all the shit that we reference. Uh, but, <laughs> but I. But uh, but but I I listen to it at like one point five speed, so it's not quite. <laughs> exactly, especially all the all the pig stuff. Oh, yeah, speed that up. <laughs> I think the pig thing could be. I think we could. I think we could do a spinoff. It would be like Green Acres and Arnold. <laughs> so we call it a hogcast. <laughs> Very good. <laughs> oh, very good, very very good. So uh, let's get back. Let's get back to. Let's hear the oh. ER story. You saw well, a sack of shit. What happened? Okay, we haven't gone. We have more oh, uh, succession, succession yeah, to do. But no, we can do the ER. Uh, so no, 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 no. Stick with succession because I, okay. I, I made a statement and and then we we didn't get anywhere with it. So what, was that what did you think about the 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 value as you agreed the in, in, incredible value of the of the scene between Tom and. Sure. Yeah, that was super biting in the way that's uh, like the worst, the worst uh, partner fights are like when the other person is saying a thing and it hurts the most because it like anytime someone, if, first of all, if a stranger says, hey, you're ugly, then that doesn't really hurt you that much. But if someone that you love, like points out a part of your individual insecurity and mocks it, that hurts a lot. And the fact that Tom doesn't know that she's pregnant, which is somewhat questionable given that she's probably like 20 weeks pregnant. Uh, she was going to get a 20-week checkup next. Yeah. We did not know where she was we only knew 20 weeks was next but we didn't know if it was months away or weeks away i, I presume yeah. it was because she's not she's not showing she actually i think in the scenes we've seen particularly the opening scene for this one when they're in the restaurant to have the uh discussion about the old man's body which apparently is in a in a in a space of uh of uh of 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 storage where Connor goes to see the body every now and then as they wait. I mean, it's like the proverbial ice house. I mean, where's the body? Well, we put it in the ice house. We can't really, you know, have the burial until the spring, you know, but the man's on ice and, uh, and Connor makes a joke about it. And, you know, the, the other, the other characterization, the other character depth, similar to Tom and Shiv and, and, I think what we see in the scene with Tom and Shiv is confirmation about what we've understood about Tom. But I think that what we've not seen is this degree of confusion and vulnerability by Shiv. We've not seen that. So this is new. This And along the lines then of, of kind of new what happened this episode is particularly new. The other thing that was incredibly insightful was the degree to which Roman has lost his shit. Yeah. Again and again and again. So it's clear that he apparently is unable to help himself. He's fucked with Jerry. He's fucked with, uh, now he's fucked with Connor, who right. 
he's insulted in a way that 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 now we know that Roman is depraved, culminating in another character depth, kind of character deep uh, 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 observation is with Kendall, who says in again the amazing end of the end scene, which they just kill every time, where he says for the first time, "Fuck Matson, we're gonna buy Gojo." We're going to pillage and, the village. And I love my brother and sister, but I'm not in love with them. Are you with me? One Bring head, one crown. Scene where, he, where he writes with his feet, his toes in the sand, the number one. I did not see that. It's the opening scene. I, I love his one head, one crown line. One. Him. Like, that's... How fitting that it occurred on the day after the coronation in in England. But he is he he is. The, here's the big question of the series as we move toward the the end of it. Who is most like Dad? Who is most like Dad? Who is going to win the day? We've seen all these things happen. About you know right. Other characters saying to Shear, for example, I like you, says Matson. I like you. You like your dad. You have a good sense of humor, but, you know. And uh, and uh, uh, and Roman, who one of our last scenes we saw with live dad, was him saying, Roman, I need you. And he right. taps Roman to run ATN, uh, you know, and in a way. And then he taps Roman to get to fire who? Um, yeah. Jerry? Jerry, yeah, the first time. The I've heard some decent arguments about how Jerry might come out winning and like running everything, because she's the most down to earth, like get shit done, but also is willing to get her hands dirty uh, yeah, person. I think that ship has sailed. The lawsuit that she discussed with Roman precludes that type of ending. I think well, it's more I mean, she to... she has she has that power over Roman because of all the dick pics and whatnot. Uh, but I don't know if that's so much true. That I don't know that the dick pics end up creating uh, any type of uh, a positive power. outcome of of, right. a, Leverage. of of business legal issues. Right. I think it's a civil thing. It could be, but <laughs> but I I love the new, there's a new revelation too. You may have noticed that Matson is sending something else to Ebba in addition to blood. Did you catch what it was? I mean, he's super creepy and and, yeah. and weird and, and so a what liar. What else is he sending her in, in, in addition to blood that came out in this episode? Dun, 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 I don't know the answer dun, to that question. Dun, Tell me. Keep singing. Dun, 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 dun. Your answer, please. I, what is, I don't know. Clumps of hair. <laughs> Fuck. Okay. What is clumps of hair? She, she showed like, uh, the whole Swedish team showed this, uh, level of fallibility and humanity, yeah. uh, that like, uh, Eva is not, doesn't like parties. And the other guy is like stoned out of his mind. Uh, and, and Madsen is just 
uh, weird and also lying about India and all these things are very interesting. I don't know. Well, uh, the, the, the switch Matson to this point has not been portrayed as anything other than powerful. There's been no vulnerability. Correct. No. Well, a, a, apart from the blood shit. Yeah. Well, on, on a business level, on a business, okay, okay. On a business level. Um, and frankly, the blood thing and the and, and now the clumps of hair thing is immaterial to that. Although stock might be affected, but I doubt it. <laughs> now is completely different. He's now shown as not only vulnerable, but likely to lose the deal. And Shiv knows it, which is why her final scene was so powerful because that was what was behind it. As she said, I've nailed myself to the Matson cross. Yep. You know, um, and Kendall now, who is as much like his dad to know the weak point says, we're going to buy fucking Gojo. We're going to fuck Matson. We're going to buy fucking Gojo. That's beyond Shiv's capabilities, beyond Roman's capability. Correct. Roman lives in his own little fucking crazy ego id world of you know yes. masturbation and fucking I don't know what else. Right. Shiv is is she's like too slick. Meaning, I don't know if you know the vernacular, but street talk slick is when you hey, you know, you know how to get shit done, you know how to play the game, you're slick. Too slick. Me. Are you are you suggesting that I don't know street talk? Is that what you're saying? Yeah, I am. Unless you're in fucking Sweden. What up, Daddy O? Or wherever the fuck you are. What? I'm like, what, what up, Daddy O? What up, Daddy O? <laughs> That's perfectly <laughs> contrived. Uh, so, anyway, the, the the long and short of of, of of all this as we go there is that Kendall comes out as the most powerful figure, and uh, and frankly. The only one of the three that seems to be able to keep his business head on him. Roman loses control, emotional, sexual level. Uh, Shiv is is constantly making uh, uh, mistakes based on um, kind of shitty analysis. Remember the brothers say to each other, well, do you, yeah, Shiv, 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 do you think Shiv can dance? And Roman says, well, obviously not. And we thought, oh, well, she's dancing now. She's in line. She's feeding this information to Matson, who, of course, is going to narc on her to her brothers as soon as he possibly can about being her inside gal, for which she has, so far, she doesn't have a thing. He's going to think about it, right? She's so vulnerable. She's, she is so stupid. Stupid that she goes ahead and she gives him the insider information before she has a deal of what her role is. Yeah, that's how stupid she is. Kendall would not do that. Roman wouldn't, wouldn't do it, but then Roman would lose his temper. I, I, I have two questions. Uh, how is there anything more painful than? being pregnant and having the father of your child say, I don't think you would be a good mother. Like, is, that, is that not the worst possible insult bad. ever of all insults? That's pretty bad. Uh, and, 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 and one thing, one thing that I, I, uh, I really, I really was impressed with, with Sarah Schnook is that at the end of that scene, when they show her, in her enormous vulnerability about this child, take that insult 
and register that on her face as the deepest, darkest pain. The next move she does, she says something snarky to him. But here's the scene that I want you to take a look at. As she goes to the door, she gives him the look that everyone else will see when she goes in the other room. And it's the look of confidence and fuck you. I, it's, she, <laughs> she ends that scene with more talent. Grace. With a look than you can see in any 10 scenes. I'm so impressed. The it, one analysis that I heard that I thought was interesting was she had the opportunity there to tell him, but she didn't. She held back. Well, she had the opportunity before he said what he said about her being a mother. Right, but but at that at that point, uh, she could have been like, "Yeah, well, I'm the mother uh, of your child, you fucking asshole, or whatever." Well, like, but the fact that she kept, could've. like, she kept that card in her hand and walked away with it is uh, powerful. I don't know. Yeah, I don't, I don't, I don't, I don't know how she could have done well, that in light of what he said before he said what he said was not the right time and certainly after he said what he said was not the right time either frankly yeah um, and but, so apparently next episode is uh election day obviously because this was the day, day before and uh apparently titled america decides so we get to see what the hell that is and what happens it'll be Mankin. But I, I, I love, I love how Tom was. Uh, so much of what Tom did in this episode is amazing. Uh, I love how Tom is like so fucking tired. But like in the way that when you're in charge of a party, like it just all weighs on you, and 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 like you're just exhausted because you're the one in charge and you're checking all these all these things and and stuff. Uh, but also the the bit at the very beginning where where Tom needs to fire a bunch of people and and he pulls in Greg and he's and he's like gosh I'm I get so emotional about this I'm going to pull in Greg here to tell you the rest and then he goes behind the camera and is just like gesturing to like fuck up he, he is the, he is because he's he's such he's he such is. a psychopath he is uh, despicable in in a way that everyone is including Greg like Greg also uh when when they start like laughing about um Eva. about Eva, and 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 he's like Eva, and just like following along with the mockery and yeah. just doing whatever it could be to get him higher in the, so in the standings. Uh, he's so, so awful. He's such a fucking Roy. Uh, so but, awful. So awful. Hey, this is it. Gotta go. Well, I can't tell you. About oh wait, ER wait, wait. No, no. Let's squeeze in the ER story. So uh, we Lord. were, we were, we were at the. Uh, we went to Segovia, and we were going to go on the Sunday to see the famous Roman aqueduct. If you like Google Segovia, uh, you will see the famous Roman aqueduct. I'm quite familiar with it. And uh, we were going to go see that, and then we woke up, and my ten-year-old son was uh, super sick. He had a fever and he had slept really poorly and his belly was hurting really bad. And so the decision was made for us to drive the four hours home, uh, more or less directly to the hospital at home. Um, but when we got home, uh, like when we left the Airbnb or whatever, uh, the 
the objective was going to the hospital. But uh, when we finally made the four hours, he was like, not so bad. But then another, he like went to bed for a couple hours. And then when he got up, he was like all dizzy and bad and stuff. And so we, uh, we took him to the hospital and he was in there more or less waiting uh, for three or four hours. I was outside because only one parent can go in with a, with a child. Uh, and it was, and basically they came out and they were like, we tested him for like his stomach hurt and he was dizzy. And they were like, we tested him for strep throat and he was positive. And we're like strep throat. What? Why would that make him dizzy and his belly hurt and stuff? But they were like, we found a diagnosis. Uh, off you go. And so they gave us some antibiotics and, uh, see you later. And that was two days ago, and we've been giving antibiotics ever since. And you never fell ill. Uh, he hasn't vomited since, but he still sort of feels dizzy. He hasn't gone to school yet because he feels dizzy when he moves. So, but you never fell ill. I never fell ill personally. No. So why did when you said that? I thought this was a story about you said accurately. This is a story about you being in the emergency room. I was hoping, I must say, that it was you who was sick or hurt. Yeah, I, I agree that I that I wish it was me, but uh, oh, that's wow, wow, <laughs> what a dad! No, but like it was a trip to the ER, uh, okay, but it was well. but it was mostly just me walking laps around the hospital. So while... what, what? So what was it then? Like maybe something he ate? He has a bacterial infection in his throat, strep throat. Oh, strep throat, streptococcus. I don't understand the connection with the. Disease. Nor do I, but. Uh, I don't know. I we talked about doctors last time, and I sort of feel like doctors love reaching for antibiotics as the first possible yeah. thing to give you, and the fact that they were no no matter his symptoms, they were able to find a positive bacterial infection anywhere on his body, and they were like, "Here, this must be the cause of everything." Uh, I don't you know. Don't I don't it. get it. You don't buy it. Well, you don't get it. You don't buy it. I don't get it. I don't buy it. I, I put my money on this, on this. Oh, oh. So, uh, uh, your other bit of homework, which I don't imagine you've hit yet is to get to the point of, uh, Waco. Uh, no, but we have the other show that I've freaking watched plumbers? and the plumbers. Yes. And what, so tell me what's your feedback. It's better than yours. Uh, I well, think it's. I think it's amusing. I think it's amusing. I think they are uh, doing a. So far, they're doing a comedic representation of comedic, a, yeah. a historical uh, thing. Did you laugh out loud? <clears throat> I laugh out loud. I mean the. Playing the Hitler thing on the radio, on the radio, on the on the record player. That was fucking annoying. That, but it's, but it's still funny. Uh, I, I don't know. I don't. I I don't know. Well, you saw my review. I, uh, I, I saw I your review. It. So okay. So, listeners, Dennis said I left my review, and I was like, "Where did you leave your review?" And he. Like Google apparently takes reviews on TV shows, and Dennis had left a, re- a review on Google's review of TV shows site, which is like what? 
I didn't know that was a thing. But I, so I, I also, because HBO is amazing, uh, they, they have an official podcast about every show that they do. And I listen because I do all my homework. I listened to the one about the first episode of this because there's only one out. And they actually interviewed like Woody Harrelson and uh, Thoreau or whatever his name is. Did they and, agree with uh, me? Uh, I mean, obviously they thought that their performance was amazing, but uh, but they talked about how they tried to bring humor and humanity into these horrible people. And... Well, I don't know. We'll see. I'm I'm willing well, to give up. I'm, I'm not going to I'm not going to give up on it. Of course, I'm going to keep watching it. <laughs> okay. Because I love both actors and I know they're good actors. And it, my fault is not with the actors. My fault is with the screenplay. My fault is with the script. Good actors cannot cannot make magic out of a bad script. Their lines are their lines. Uh, Headley from uh, Game of Thrones, who plays his, his wife, just just what a waste. What a waste of, of, of talent. We'll yes. see what happens. The things can improve. But it's if it's 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 a parody doesn't work if it appears that the actors and this and the and the screenplay is actually trying to take them seriously as some type of comedic uh, a dramatization or whatever. And as you know, it's you, you, you can't be halfway with this. If you're going to be a parody, then be a parody and be hilarious. But don't don't be halfway in it and halfway a dramatization. Don't it's it doesn't work that way. But it, I mean, it, Bar Barry, for example, is is super low key hilarious. Well, right. sure it is because Barry's decided that they're that they're a complete fucking parody of what they're trying to achieve. That's not the case with the plumbers. It's not clear that that's what they're doing. Okay. They're trying to, because they're trying, it's, they're, 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 they're mixing it up as a biopic and apparently it just doesn't work. I think that, you know, they might sort it through with those actors. They might sort it through. I'll watch more, but it was, one, it, it was stupid. One, one, uh, comment that I sort of noticed when I watched it, but when they talked to the creators, uh, they they said that they they try to always put uh, both of them on the screen at the same time, uh, like to solidify that they are partners in this. That makes sense. It's a, yeah, it's a, it makes sense. Although it's a cinematic their, their trick. Com competitiveness and their lack of collegial uh, dialogue. But but they're, but they see each other as one dimensional. They're too one dimensional. It's like it's like it's like a fucking watch a cartoon panels. Okay. To me, it's just one dimensional. And, okay. And we'll see if they their, can redeem themselves in the future. We'll see. We'll see. All right. I'm pissed off now. I don't want to talk about this anymore. I don't want to talk at all. All right. Well, uh, I love you. Go to bed and uh, don't. There you go. Okay, that does it for episode number 182. You can find these show notes at happyhour.fm slash 182, which are basically just links to where I went in Segovia and links to the shows on HBO. Uh, not a lot of content this week. So, we'll see you next week.